This episode of Real Life Sci-Fi is brought to you by Epic Reads and the new sci-fi fantasy Heart of Iron by Ashley Poston. New York Times bestselling author Victoria Schwab says Heart of Iron delivers a delightful cast and non-stop thrills. The pages flew by and I couldn't put it down. Don't miss this epic adventure perfect for fans of Six of Crows and Firefly. Pick up Heart of Iron today. Available now wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Do you do audiobooks? I tried, but the one that I tried to listen to was too quiet, and I was cooking. (laughs) Feral Audio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Sci-Fi with Wade and Willie. I'm Wade. I'm Willie. And our special guest today is our good friend Josh Chaney. Hey, guys. How are you? Comic, I guess. best, Best described as a comic. Yeah. Do you like the word comic? One time I hosted a show and I was like, your next comic. And I, as I walked off, I heard one of the comedians be like, comics. No, it's fine. I thought that's what you guys preferred. The only thing I've run into that people don't like, and by people I mean women, they don't like comedian. Mm-hmm. It's, that's fine. Yeah, it's, it's like, I get that. It's like just call a person a comedian or a comic. They're synonymous yeah. in my eyes. So this is the show where we talk about uh, sci-fi stuff, conspiracy theories. You haven't done it, the show, right? Nope, never done okay, it. First timer, so now we have to kind of check check your temperature. Long time listener, first time do- doer. Um, do you believe in aliens? Yes, most definitely I do. In what capacity? In the capacity that there's, I think there was a comic, a comedian once. I think her name is. Uh, not Margaret Smith, but she was around her time, Margaret Smith, um, who would say, I, th- I think of aliens as like when we go fishing, like there's, a, there's obviously something plucking us up out of this water, and, uh, but the fish don't know that we're, that we're there. Like they don't understand that. So they're just working on a different plane or able to uh, work things out in such a way that we're not able to find them out. Love that. A la Bigfoot or something like that. But to think that we haven't had some sort of contact with something outside of us at some point, I think, is naive. I mean, I I love that uh, comparison because I, you know, I don't know who coined this or whatever, but uh, I love the idea that we describe the universe using the perceptions that are available to us. And is there parts that we can't perceive? Yeah. Of course. Except for the fish can perceive us. They run from us. They do, but I think it's using the analogy of fish, and not just the analogy, I'm sorry, but the fish themselves. I mean, fish don't go, oh, God, humans. They just know it's kind of almost a stimulus thing, not to call fish dumb, but it's, that's a Danger. Thr- There's yeah, danger. But exactly. then you'll see fish that get fed all the time, and they'll show up and follow your finger, or koi fish will, like... Put their mouth out of the exactly. water. Exactly. But it's, yeah. we may as well be bears to them. We may as well be a part in the river that if you go there, you'll be killed. You also mentioned Bigfoot. Do you believe in Bigfoot? No, absolutely not. Okay. What about ghosts? No, I don't believe in ghosts. I used to for a really long time. I had a roommate in Chicago who was totally convinced. And I remember I was living with him, and he... In the middle of the night, 
I remember in the middle of the night, something woke me up. Something sounded like something had grabbed my dresser and had shoved it against the wall that it was next to hard enough, like three times. And I remember, what was that? It, it woke me up. I was sleeping by myself. And the next day I said, hey, I heard something last night. Did you get up? Did you get up in the middle of the night? He said, no. He said, around what time was it? And I said, it was about this time. He said, I was up watching TV and I saw something and it was a woman. And she was like, you know, in the 50s, women didn't have blonde hair. They had kind of yellow hair. And I said, yeah, I guess. He said, that's what she looked like. And she walked into the closet next to our front door. And it was about that time. And that kind of creeped me out. But what I've learned, what I've read, what I've kind of looked up in the in the in-between in between time, it seems like any evidence of things like that seem to be circumstantial and hearsay at best. Uh, uh, not that I'm defending ghosts, but I will say that, like, if there was good, when when there is good evidence, it's still not good evidence. Mm-hmm. So, fuck, yeah. So fuck off. And when it's weird stuff like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it's weird stuff like that, magic, you know, things that you want to suspend your disbelief and say it may be possible, it could exist. If you're really going to come at it from a scientific point of view, I mean, all the shows, ghost hunters, and all that, and they, you know, they go crazy and oh, didn't you hear right there? The guy. Who, it was clear that on that recording it went. Who? I don't. I don't. I don't. I would say that I believe in something, but I don't believe any ghost hunting show. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean those are ridiculous. <laughs> and if they were coming through and they were contacting you, me, a relative, anybody from you know human history, we would have even if it was happening such a small percentage of the time, we would have some sort of something to be like yeah it happens but it only happens you know there's just n nothing that's come out that's like pretty concrete like oh yeah for it, it can't be refuted for sure we we get contacted so that's probably one of my big reasons for saying no I don't think I don't think there are ghosts alright in <clears> the <throat> in the ghostbuster sense yeah yeah you know boogity boogity you know do you believe that uh, the government is uh, against us? Yes. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Okay. Uh, your, your roommate in Chicago, was that Obama? <laughs> it was. I knew it. It was actually Rob Blagojevich. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I heard it once where it was like, they were talking about when you become president. I think, it, I think the example was Obama where they said... I'm going to do all these things and change and help out the middle class and the poor in this country and this and that. And they took him in a room, in a smaller room, in an even smaller room, and they opened a book and they basically showed this is, basically showed him and outlined this is how, why, and for what reasons we killed Kennedy. We own you. You're going to do exactly what we tell you to. And that's, it could be a wives' tale, it could be, you know, whatever, but I feel like as George Carlin says, it's a big club, and we're not in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, does that lead? I don't really know what this topic is. <clears throat> yeah, um, today we are talking about not necessarily the, the Robert Kennedy assassination, but more Sirhan Sirhan. About Sir, the man Saran himself. Saran, however you say it. Yeah, I'd have to be I, I believe Iranian. it's Saran Saran. I'd have to be but it's spelled Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah, S-A-R, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go on. Uh, uh, that basically that he um, he was a Manchurian was a, candidate. A Manchurian candidate. Uh -huh. 
He was I don't know anything about him. Okay. I've heard the name and that's it. Sirhan Sirhan was a refugee from Iran. And um, some people said that he had some, you know, radical ideals. But what essentially happened is Bobby Kennedy gave his speech June 5th, 1968. It looked like he was definitely going to be a nominee. For he the- just won. They were celebrating the, his win of the California... Primary. Primary. Yeah. And he was going to be moving on to Chicago. And in in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel, which is where he was giving this speech, Sirhan Sirhan shot and killed him. He actually shot five or seven shots and hurt a, a few other people, but Robert F. Kennedy is the only person whom he actually killed. And to this day, he asserts that he has no recollection of doing it. And he says he would never do it. So um, he basically says that the government made him become, um, you're familiar with mentioning yeah, a candidate, yeah. made him a a puppet, a killer, not aware of what he was doing. And and the weird, okay, the whole, what's, oh my, okay, good. And not just, not just a frame job, like he... He thinks that he did it, but he definitely he, was there and he shot. But, uh-huh. he, but he he says that he doesn't remember doing it, and he says that he was in call it what you want a hypnotic state, a fugue state. He was not in full control of what he was doing. Okay, so so first off, if you look into this yourself, well, you know I'll go through stuff, but like. Hang on. They also didn't kill him. He's no. still no. He's he in, in prison. prison? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting. And he they just, usually just end up killing those guys, right? And yeah. he was just up for parole again in February of this year and denied for the fifteenth time. Yeah. Uh, if you look into the Robert Kennedy assassination, you immediately find tons and tons of red flags. Oh yeah. In, in, in the whole event. And uh, uh, <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever. Uh, it's funny because it's 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 so ridiculous. If you were writing a movie using these these little facts, it just wouldn't. It'd be like, oh, that that seems too easy. That's yeah, not that, how well, we got to cover this up a little bit better. Right. So like uh, uh, this guy, um, he was an investigator. Uh, I, I don't. I can't say his name right. Evel J. Youngest, whatever, whatever. He's being interviewed, right, about the assassination. He was like the lead uh, investigator, and he's like, "This is what he says on on uh, interview interviews." If you look him up, we interviewed four thousand people in the case uh, to try to prove that sir that. Uh, we we interviewed like 4,000 people in the case because someday people are going to come out and try to prove that Sirhan didn't do it. And, you know, maybe they'll come out with some conspiracy theories of something else happened. Or maybe they just want to become famous. But we interviewed like 4,000 people to, like, make sure Refute. that that doesn't happen. Right. As if, like, you know... Which you know, definitely would work. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, Kennedy was assassinated, so or JFK, so obviously he could be assassinated, too. And right. We want to take away the questions from everyone. Right. And it, it, it's the weirdest thing ever to just to just bring that up without anybody saying anything that's fucking crazy yeah and then edward m davis who was the la police chief at the time when they interview him he's like oh this is a clear open and shut case and i'm like i I just i don't think you can say anything is an open and shut case 
because especially because there's some fucking weird evidence involved in the whole thing yeah there's weird shit everywhere so for them to say that uh, kind of puts it in people's mind that aren't going to go to look for things. And, you know, granted, back then, you couldn't look for things. Right. How would you look for anything? Yeah. So the only thing you get is the official report. This is this is These are the official interviews and, and whatnot. And they go under the assumption the easiest answer is probably the correct yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And then the first book written about the assassination was called Special Unit Senator. And the guy who wrote it was the guy responsible for the investigation, Robert Houghton. Oh. So it's like immediately a book is released talking about how good the investigation was. Yeah, it's a little biased. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then, but it's also making that guy money. He doesn't care. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But it's all biased towards uh, everything was great. Well, but the first one to the printing press wins, you know, like, oh, there's a book out I'm gonna about, about RFK. I'm going to go buy it. Right. And he says uh, that he wrote the book to to uh you know stand up to whatever scrutiny will will come afterwards right it's like well I just you know you know wanted to make sure that people knew that this was a good investigation <laughs> well, yeah i mean they'd seen the the jfk stuff right so okay. it's like yeah so they're like they're just like kind of nipping it in the body going that. like listen I people totally are going to come out that. and say this shit so they're, they're just kind of being overprotective about their jobs so let's get into the weird shit now okay because it's like yeah okay that seems that seems plausible, that's plausible that, that, yeah. that this could have all happened legitimately okay so the uh there was a, a some gunshot a gun shop owner him and his wife uh they sold him the gun um and uh they said that when he came to buy the gun, there were two other people with him. Oh. And um, um, that he wanted armor-piercing bullets. <laughs> Why and they're like, you want we those don't, exactly? We don't have those. Yeah. <laughs> Get me them. <laughs> and, and, and everybody doing the investigating. Did those kept, exist back then? You probably, but probably. On, on a, not on a commercial or not on a... Not on a regular yeah, mom and pop. Yeah. 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 And so um, she wouldn't change her story, so they kept her out uh, of the investigation. <laughs> and then he, the guy, uh, Arnaud, A-R-N-O-T, a uh, he, when he said that two others were with him uh, on, on trial, the prosecutors brought him out. Um, he was their witness. This is the gun owner? The gun yeah, shop owner? Yeah, the gun shop owner. Okay. Um, he said that there were two other people with him, and then they, the prosecutors, brought up the fact that he failed a lie detector. So then they got rid of him. So they brought him out, and then they got rid of him. Uh. And like that's the fishiest fucking thing. Like that's to build a case. That's to 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 get rid of people that are weird. You 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 don't bring out a witness and then and then discount their credibility and and take them off the case. Yeah. Well, you do if you want to discredit that story, though. Yeah. It's just fishy as fuck. And I understand that all courtroom bullshit really is fishy as fuck. You're just trying to win. Everybody's just trying to win. Yeah, it's true. That's why our justice system is the best. Because <laughs> it's all about law, uh, lawyers' egos. Dude, the, the, the case that I went on to, um, I was a, a juror. And uh, it was it was weird because, you know, yes, you shouldn't judge anybody. But I felt like the, the prosecutor in the case... She really felt like a sorority girl, uh. and um, every mo she would, you know, use words like "like" all the time. <laughs> I was like, "This is fucking weird." It was a criminal case. Yeah. Was she younger yeah. than you? I, I mean, I, 
Immediately, I would say no, but pr- thinking about it, I'm like, probably, because I don't admit how old. And it's not that I don't admit how old I am. I don't feel as old as well, I am. Well, it's weird right? because we're so old that people in in like high-level professions can be younger than us yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the most depressing thing. I know. Nah, it's fine. Everybody talks about how old Peyton Manning is. I'm like, I'm his age. Yeah. I mean, I still think about <laughs> how good I'm going to be when I get to the NFL, you know? like, <laughs> No, it was 12 years ago. <laughs> I can't wait. But anyways, I she was uh, when I was scrolling through Tinder back in those days. Um, she was a possible match for me. And the prosecutor? So, yeah, yeah. And it was so fucking weird because I was like, I, during I, the trial? No, no. Like like months afterwards, oh, wow. so I recognized her and I was like, because I had seen her out one time too. So I, I I'm in this jury. I see her out one night and I'm like, wow, she's just a regular girl, you know. Not, yeah. It just felt weird for someone to be responsible for quote unquote somebody's life, and then you see him out partying, and then uh, and then I we're all humans, and man. I didn't match with her, but I, 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 I saw her on there. So you did see how old she was. Oh, I I don't remember. Something. No, I know. But I'm yeah, just saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was younger. It's just weird to me. Anyways, I'm, I'm sure sorry. you don't have your tender set up to go older than you. Uh, my, when I did it, it was like I would go five years older than me. All right. Oh, okay. But my thing is this. This is what always bugged me. I did that almost to prove a point in my head that I have no weird things. But it was like a conversation with myself to like because I do have weird things. Because I feel like any girl that's my age or wait, a you bit have older, weird things. What do you mean you have weird things? Uh, my. Like, when I think of humans running through this life, I feel like age matters more to people and their lifestyle matters more to, to at, at any rate. What he's it, saying is when someone would show up and it would be like 45, he would he would immediately reject it. But he set it to 45 with the intention to like maybe see to be open-minded enough to accept a 45-year-old? Is that what you meant? No, it's, 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 sort of. Uh, that's it's, what you're, you're, no, no, you're close. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like any girl... Okay, I, I'm about to turn 40. If I was on Tinder now and I matched with a 45-year-old, I wouldn't be against it, but I would immediately think that she's looking to settle down in some way as opposed to some fucking guy who does stand-up on accident right. f- making videos for know. free. I don't know. She lasted to 45. She's probably she's probably just like, fuck, I'll do it. I'll fucking do anything. <laughs> but I just don't, I don't feel that. I feel like... Well, that's why you got to read the profile. Yeah. It's um, not all about the pictures. I read everything. When, I, when I'd match with someone, I'd send them a huge message and never got anything back. Well, that's your problem. Don't if, do that. But okay. I'm fine with the huge message. If Sirhan Sirhan was on Tinder, what would what would his profile say? Uh, 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 the, you don't have to do with the, the accent. Israel uh, doesn't deserve the state that they, that they, that they got. But like, and, what is uh, he looking for in a mate? He's looking for someone who is okay An with honest, memory loss. <laughs> um, is okay with um, okay um, with having a relationship. Likes to go to parties because <laughs> supposedly he only ended up there because he, he heard about the party there. He, oh yeah, that's right. Like he was in, and his, it was, in his story. He was at the firing range that day mm-hmm. um, uh, because the racetrack was closed because mm-hmm. it was a uh, election day. And he went to Bob's Big Boy, and then he went to the Miracle Mile because there was a parade, and he got lost. And yeah. he ended up at some party, and this and and he he went to school with the candidate's um, daughter, Rafferty mm. or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. And then the place he went to wasn't uh, while while he was there. He didn't see anybody he knew, and he heard about the party at the Ambassador, and then so he went there. And there was a trigger. There was a woman. 
This was, is the weird thing. Hang on, this happened in like a kitchen or something, right? Yeah, or, in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel. So okay. he was giving his speech at the conference room or, or wherever it was, and they were, you know, security was basically shuffling him over to to the kitchen to go out kind of a, a back entrance. Right. And as that happened, he pulled out his gun and he did it. But he did it after he saw the trigger, and the trigger was a woman in a polka dot dress. So yeah. he asserts that he was given this thing to do, duty, whatever you want to call it. He only... claimed that he pinched she she pinched his shoulder and led him into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And that there was some weird he was it was like sexually aroused by her. He was all he could think of was that he was trying to ask her out. Uh-huh. She brings him into the room and then he basically wakes up from killing Robert Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And he in his mind, he was at a firing range just shooting the firing range thing. Now, here's the thing. There are other people that have been involved in cases where they believe mind control has happened, like the guy that did the Aurora shooting, and he claims to that he also felt like he was at a shooting range. What, the Batman one? Yeah. Well, there's a huge... A lot of people believe that the government was throwing huge amounts of money into technology around that time of... I want to say super soldier. <laughs> like, well, this uh, is 1968. Yeah, so 1968. MK Ultra is still happening. Oh yeah. So they wanted. They're basically saying a, a lot of money was putting being put into a thing where it's unbeknownst assassins. The man, the people Manchurian that kill candidate. People that don't realize. But what was this guy's background though? Because he was at a shooting range earlier that day. He's a refugee. Yeah. But he's lived in the states for not all of his life because he's still to this and day. He's has, Israeli. No, he's Palestinian. Well, he's, he's Arab. He's Arab, but I think he was Palestinian. Yeah. So in Palestine, <laughs> do they have to do the uh, the? There's those countries that that make you serve and stuff like that for like two. Yeah, years. but he's been he was here for a long time. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, why would they make this guy an assassin if he if he was never like any sort of like trained military? Well, here, okay, here's the thing. Let me bring this up. Everyone. This is a big thing because MK Ultra, a lot of people a don't believe it exists, and and to anybody, a lot of people that do believe it exists don't actually think that they can make Manchurian candidates. Right. So so that like the whole idea is that can I brainwash anybody? Right. Not anybody, but uh, you can brainwash people to. There are do people your that things. are more susceptible than others. So so here's this thing. There was this there was this documentary. Um, done by the Dis- Discovery Channel in 2012 that proved that individuals can be mind-controlled into carrying out murder. Mm-hmm. And, and, and within this documentary, they took somebody, right? They, they chose somebody, and um, um, I'm, I'm just going to read this. This yeah, is from InfoWars. I, I know InfoWars, whatever, whatever you think about it, but this Discovery Channel documentary, uh, this is recounting that. What okay. year was the Discovery Channel documentary? 2012. Okay. So okay. the man chosen by Brown was successfully ah, mind-controlled mind gonna... to Dar- shoot an actor, Stephen Fry, in Stephen front of Fry. a live audience and was later, later subjugated to a polygraph test, which revealed he had no memory of the incident. No recollection. Despite the fact that the show set out to... The show was set out to debunk the fact that... the uh, To the, disprove. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, Sirhan Sirhan was a mind-controlled assassin. What did they, I was hoping what did you they would, do to this poor guy? Well, I was hoping you would bring this up show? because I'm a huge, huge, huge 
huge fan of this guy. His name is Darren Brown. He's a mentalist, a conjurer, a magician. And I've been... A fraud. He is not a fraud. In fact, his favorite thing to do in the world is to debunk psychics. He thinks that psychics are charlatans, fake, fraudulent assholes. And I think most of them are, but I do believe in it. I do not believe in it one iota. Not one iota. When, well, I, see on. those, when I see those fucking commercials for that new oh, if Hollywood you commercial, psychic. If you're making money. Oh my god. But but do you look at how many police stations have called psychics? That's yeah. We, but go on. Go on. Darren Brown. So anyway, this guy's name is Darren Brown. I've been following him for years and years. Probably eight years now. And enough so that earlier this year i went to england to see him he did a live <laughs> fucking cool i flew to, with the only you know why i said it's cool i interrupt you this is so dumb because yeah it's cool to uh, i would go see a concert of somebody i like would i go to another country to i i doubt i mean i'm not a traveler I, you know i don't even it's not even i don't believe i'll go anywhere i'm almost 40 i've never right whatever anyways i think that that's really great that you went here to see him thank you i went to did he mentalize you no. <laughs> I, th- I thought for a second he might because he takes a lot of uh, volunteers yeah. from the audience. But no, he he went with uh, somebody behind me. But I went to... So they must have been taller than you because you're pretty tall. They were pretty tall. <laughs> <laughs> I went to France, England, and Scotland. And of those three places, those were the places were a backdrop. Did you have the pizza in Scotland? The piece? Pizza. I didn't have any pizza. Uh, you got to go back and have the pizza. Oh, go on, go on. <laughs> Waste of a trip. It was a huge waste of a trip. I had some single malt whiskey. It was really good. Um, but so he's been doing this kind of stuff for a long, long, long time. He started doing it in college where he would just basically go up to people. He was learning, you know, NLP, neuro linguistic programming, and things like that. Are you familiar with NLP? No. Neuro linguistic programming is kind of what uh, Anthony Robbins, people like that, do, where it's a way in which to talk to people so you kind of break them out of patterns that they're in yeah like, yeah all i do is and, like, and when you break that pattern i just started watching that anthony robbins documentary fuck off it's not a documentary it's a commercial Go it on. is a commercial it is and last year i went to an anthony robbins nice. <laughs> thing i somebody had an extra ticket and i was able to go it was crazy anyway so darren brown one of his huge things is to debunk psychics but also yeah he had this special it was in 2011 and it was called um it was called The Experiments. It was a four-parter, and the very first one, which was in the later part of the year, was called uh, Making an Assassin. And he he's huge in England. He's enormous. Any person here in the States... He's like Tom Brady. He's he's way bigger than Tom Brady. He's like uh, I love comparing so, like big guys in England to big big guys in America. Like what we whatever. I'm trying on. to think of, of who like, he would be compared is he like to. Dwayne Rooney. <laughs> I don't know who Dwayne Rooney is, so no Rooney. Rooney. I don't know who that is. The Manchester uh, United. Uh, oh, midfielder. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh, the guy. He's got uh, curly hair. Yeah, blonde. No, it's not. It's blonde. It's not curly, it's he's, wavy. He's kind of balding. He's enormous. Anyway, he's he's just an enormous... Rooney's pretty big, though. Enormous star. He's he's won, <laughs> Rooney's huge. He's won countless BAFTAs. Uh, he does stage shows. He does live shows. He does shows on television. And people just absolutely love him, love the stuff that he does. He's just... The stuff that he's able to do, he's just able to do psychic type things with such accuracy and as he's doing them he'll say this doesn't exist i'm not talking to your grandmother right now i'm lying to you and you're believing what i'm saying anyway this special was about 
getting this guy and he set the backdrop where it was essentially trying to get somebody who would be susceptible to something Just like Just a this. random person. A random person. So he had an audience and he didn't set up the people in the audience. <laughs> I don't know this, man. And he didn't set up anybody in the audience as to what he was doing. What he was doing was he was picking people randomly and then finding the one person who he thought would be really... Was more susceptible. A good, for lack of a better word, candidate. So he finds this one guy, one of the first tests he does to him is he has him put his arm into a tank of ice water to see how long he can hold it in there. And he holds it in for a couple of seconds and it's it's freezing cold. And then he gives him the suggestion, it's fine, it doesn't feel like anything. And he holds his arm in there over two minutes. And they do a thermal camera on it, and you can see it's completely blue. It's it's freezing. It's a freezing arm, and it feels fine. And he does a bunch of other things to make sure he'll be able to, you know, he'll be able to carry this out. And the culmination of it is he goes to a live show, and it's just an oration, a, a speaking engagement with Stephen Fry. And he said, when he gets to this part in it, uh, there's going to be a girl that's going to come in. And she's going to sit in front of you and she's going to have a striped dress on. And you're going to reach underneath your chair. There's going to be a gun and you're going to you're going to shoot him and sit back on your chair. And they show him video it's of a, him it's a, actually it's a realistic doing it. gun with blanks in it. Exactly. And Stephen Fry is prompted beforehand to when it happens to fall to the ground in the audience you know, screams and stuff, but he is... But this guy's trying to debunk that this can happen, and it happened, and... and he proves that it, it's possible. Yeah. yeah it's fucking crazy. It's, it's a TV show, and I'm sure is, he's saying, you know, I'm going to... Come on. I mean, like, listen, if well, I'm, I'm going to be the skeptic on the show, the easy, the easy way to do that is to go like, hey, we're going to debunk all this shit. But then behind the scenes, you're like, hey, it'll be great if we just like get an actor. We'll have him come in here. He'll like shoot the guy. And then it'll be like, whoa. I would agree with that. But another thing that he loves to do, as much as he loves to debunk psychics, is he'll show something that he does that works. And he will make it a point to show the times that it doesn't work. There was a, a rash of people getting pickpocketed in the Ukraine because people would just go up to people and basically hypnotize them in a very, very quick kind of a snap induction, they called it, to where you become confused and you, without realizing it, hand over your wallet to people instead of having to, you know, maneuver all this. So he did it. He's like the the Woody Harrelson of the Four Horsemen. (laughs) It's like that guy. Sleep. He is that guy. Sleep. Yeah. Sleep. (laughs) So he decided to do it and he made sure to show on his show you know, this happened, this worked about 75% of the time. And he showed one where he was trying to take somebody's wallet. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like, just give me your wallet and also your phone. He's like, fuck yourself. What are you talking about? Okay, sorry. Never mind. Never mind. And then he would show the times that it would actually work. So I think things, I think one of the reasons why I like this guy as much as I do is he could not be more of a polar opposite of a Chris Angel or kind of a you know a flashy magician here in the states. He's, right. He's very big on. Yeah, but it could all just be a, a performance too. You of know? course, that's always a possibility. So, um, just to keep going, uh, there there were two. Oh, other... real quick before you move yeah, yeah. on, I said Dwayne. It's Wayne Rooney. Oh, that's why I didn't know who it was. I know <laughs> Wayne Rooney. He was the principal on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That yeah, was yeah, Ed, Ed Edward Rooney. R. Rooney. 
I just looked him up the other day. I was like, he's dead. No, he's a oh, pedophile. No well, you what? can be a pedophile and oh, be dead. He is. Yeah. You didn't hear? He's a pedophile. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I did when I forgot years ago. Came out it was years like ago. three years ago, yeah, right? It came out years ago. Came out a little bit after Devil's Advocate. He was in God, that. That's fucking blood. With Keanu yeah, Reeves? it does. Yeah, with Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. He was like a, uh, a counselor. Or that a was in the. So, that was in like the two thousand. That was a, no. That was in the nineties, right? Late nineties, I think ninety nine. Yeah. So there were these two witnesses, right? George Green and then Booker something. I forget. Booker T. These guys were were not on the witness stand. They they, they weren't interviewed as. Basically, there were these two guys that didn't testify. They had two guys didn't know each other. They had the same. St- Story that didn't match with the story that was coming out. These yeah. guys are who? They were just random witnesses at the. They were uh, in the kitchen. Or they were whatever? in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So these guys both said that there was one that that Sirhan Saran Saran was with two other people the whole night. Right. A girl in a polka dotted dress and some other guy, and that didn't fit with any story. Right. They even they even presented. A girl in a polka dot dress from that night, but it was the wrong color. So they're like, "This is the girl. This is the polka dot dress girl." You know, she wasn't with him, and that was debunked. Yeah, and um, um, so at any rate, there were there are two guys Who's to say it was the wrong color. Well, eyewitnesses they said, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, there was a girl there with uh, a polka dot dress, on. and it was this color." And then eyewitnesses when they, are garbage. But but like she was wearing a black and white polka dot dress, whereas this girl was like pink and green. Yeah. Now I know that those might be considered close, whatever. I could, you know, colorblind, whatever. The night, your memory, whatever. But basically, there are a lot of witness. Well, sometimes witness testimony is spotty, but it's always spotty. But anyways, um, she was supposedly the trigger for him, right? Right. And she talks about he talks about her being this in, in black and white polka dots, and these other two witnesses that were kept out of testimony talked about the girl in the black and white polka dot dress. They never found her. There were there were a bunch of witnesses that said that after it happened, there was a girl in a black and white polka dot dress that left the hotel yelling, "We killed, we killed Kennedy." Uh, uh, but they never found her. Well, I don't, I don't okay, think I knew that. Hang part. on. Why would if you're working for the CIA, okay. why would you? You're the trigger. You're gonna go outside and be like, "We killed Kennedy." I agree. That's weird, but that, but that's but there were witnesses that say that they saw a girl doing that. But then also, she might have been in the same state as him, and it was like, when you do the deed, you also have to st- have to do this. As ridiculous as that is. Uh, but here's here's <laughs> the sucky no part. <laughs> this is the suckiest part of the whole thing. Well, I mean, if you're as they say about this guy, he was a patsy. Like yeah. he didn't want to do it. They were just like, let's pin it on some guy who is. You know, I invite you to. This is the why best wouldn't thing. you? Why wouldn't you go that extra step and go? And also, once you kill him, go out of the hotel and say we killed Kennedy. So yeah, so she's also a patsy, but then they don't bother arresting her or anything. They're just they like, oh, she her. got away, yeah, know, whatever. Well, at the time there was so much shit going on that you know there was no arrests made right away. Like back in the back in that day, it was like. People jumped onto him and held him. You know, yeah. It wasn't like the cops showed up. There, yeah, there may have been a cop, couple cops there, but it was like citizens' arrest. Basically, this was like a celebration, and they didn't. Okay, here's how bad the security was. Right, there was this one report. There was this. There was this one guy who walked in and um, found a a a bowl filled with press press uh, passes. Right. So he grabbed a handful and left. 
and then he gave them all to his friends and they came back with their cameras and, and it's like hey let's uh, they were pretending to be press you know oh. because the press passes the security was nonchalant back then you know like he didn't I don't know. It just was. Now, the doc, one of the documentaries I said talked about how, like, he even uh, refused a lot of security because he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, yeah. they made a point to put that in the documentary. But whatever. Who fucking cares? You could just walk in. Anybody could walk in. It was a party. Also, anybody could walk in and grab a, pr- a press badge. Right. Guys, where so- should we uh, put all these press badges? <laughs> Maybe right when you first walk in so anybody can Set grab up them. a punch bowl. <laughs> Just throw them all in there. Yeah, I mean, I know. I mean, like you, you picture you picture party planning and back in the day, but but that, that that's what really happened. And that's the hard thing about it, like comparing, I, like thinking how things worked back then. Even. Not just thinking how things work about it, unless you were around that time and were reading newspapers and like getting the stuff as it was developing. Now it's so many years from then, and, and you're kind of so far removed from it. You're kind of left with. Documentaries and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And all documentaries are... And they are... forget to point out these differences. It's exactly. almost like this. Back in the day, I'd drop my mom off to go to the airport when she was flying to the Philippines, and we'd be at the gate and watch her plane take off. Yeah. That's just something that will never happen again. Never. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's... But what I was <laughs> That's saying That's why is... romantic comedies, they hate the TSA. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Romantic comedies took a huge <laughs> nosedive. And That's cell phones. 9-11 ruined romantic comedies. I feel like comedies. cell phones ruined horrors. You know what? I didn't uh, even think about that. They took a tank, no pun intended, in the early part of 2002. That's interesting. You don't see people holding up signs. Welcome. Yeah, there's no... You can't meet at the airport anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, picture this, too. Like, uh, you've got mail. <laughs> What about it? Can't even picture it. That doesn't work anymore. No. Yes, it does. Imagine John you've Cusack. Got mail, you've got mail. You've got mail. The only one that works. No, no, that's no. All, it doesn't work email. at all. No, but there's no email. cell phones. They had email, but no cell phones. They had yeah. cell phones, but their cell phones weren't saying you've got mail. Well, that's true, but it's but you've but, got but, mail is the updated version of 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 pen pal. If right? they had no, cell it's the phones, updated though, version of sleepless if they had Seattle. cell phones, they would have never met, or they would have met on the Eiffel. You know, I mean, I know that they end up meeting on the Eiffel Tower, but it's like you're like, "Hey, where are you?" <laughs> no, but that's different. There's the a Eiffel difference Tower. between there's a difference between texting and cell phones existing. That's true. We had <sighs> we had cell phones when we had the internet. They became prevalent at the same time. Yeah, they just cell phones didn't have the internet. They were they just shitty. They weren't. They little didn't have computers. cell phones because yeah, they, they were didn't. looking for each other on the Eiffel Tower and they didn't find each other. Exactly. Well, maybe there's no service up there because the Eiffel Tower is full of radio waves. I would hope that there's not service up there, guys. Um, it wasn't the Eiffel Tower. It was. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was the fucking uh, <laughs> Space Needle. No, the New York Building. Oh, Empire, the Empire State, State building. building. Empire State. You're right, guys. Full disclosure. Fuck me. Never saw it. It's good. You should check uh, it out. I like Meg Ryan before her lip job. I love watch any yeah. Meg Ryan God, movie before her lip, lip job. job. Why, do they lip think, job. why do they think that's good? Get well, rid it of makes me shit. mad because I'm like, everyone, all of her assistants and everybody that works for her, they all agreed to lie to her after she got it. Well, yeah. It's, well, but, uh, and that's, don't ever, if you're ever my assistant, because I'm going to get a big fucking cushy money, money job one day. And if you're my assistant, don't fucking lie wait, to me. Wait, wait, hold on. So you're going to get a big cushy, cushy job. Are you going to get lick, lip injections? Fuck no. <laughs> Here's the problem with that is she's not getting any parts because Hollywood is horrible to any woman over 40. It's true. 
So she's like, I don't know. I guess I'll do this. I don't know. And, and, and everyone Angelina else is like, Jolie's well, got gigantic put... fucking lips. <laughs> yeah, I'll but just those, be more like those her. were like natural. She had naturally. I doubt it. No, but no, but this is Meg Ryan going like, well, Angelina's. But we're talking parts. about a very specific. What did I it's... call her? Did I say her name wrong? You said Angelina Jolie. Oh, okay, good. I'm talking about a very specific. It's that trapezoid shape that just kind of goes out. Just Angelina all that, Jolie. All that plastic surgery. Get rid of it. Get yeah, rid of it. Yeah. Nose jobs Dude, are the I went only to a, I went to a store this week, um, uh, re- referred to me like where I'd find some great thrift item stuff, whatever, in West Hollywood. I went there. I saw like five women with plastic surgery. Yeah. And it was just so depressing. I know it's that crazy. it exists, but I don't I'm just know like, why they think it looks good, though. You get a lot where I live. At the pavilions by where I live, a lot of it. <sighs> a lot of it. Well, I mean, you know. <sighs> like noticeable like butt injections anyways hey let well, me get into this well before you get into that know that we have 15 minutes yep there okay if you i invite you i please invite you to watch the 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 the, the those youtube videos of saran saran uh while he was being hypnotized yeah this was all recorded and it's the most leading bullshit hypnotism shit you've ever heard in your life. It really is. I, I wrote down some quotes. Uh, when he was hypnotizing, the guy said, uh, <clears throat> so they're trying to ask him, like, what, what, they're hypnotizing him, trying to get his recount of the, of him killing Kennedy. And he's like, uh, you, you, you know, like, where was the gun? Where's the gun? He's like, I, I don't know. You, you said it was right there. Whatever. And and during this interview, he says, you wanted to remember shooting Kennedy. Now you will remember. Pulling the trigger again and again and again. You will remember it all. It's and so then, And then like in the middle of it, he says, I didn't reach for a gun. And they said, yes, you did. Uh-huh. It's 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 this it's the weirdest fucking thing because here they here they are hypnotizing him for for testimony to counter that. Have you seen Making a Murderer? Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking as yeah. well. I mean, that's like how you get that's how you get a confession out of somebody. The you, kid, you say it. Yeah, you say Brandon. it enough times yeah. that they're just like, "Let me out of here. I'll say I'll whatever. I'll say whatever you want but, me to but, say." But, uh, okay, so Doctor Edward Simpson. Uh, he at the time he was a guy that that kind of I don't know if whatever he kept meeting with him to to give an evaluation of him and while every time he met with him the guy you know Saran Saran kept getting taken out of the meetings from him and he claimed this is a report that he wrote he claimed that this is the biggest psych psychiatric blunder of the century he's uh-huh. like this is fucking bullshit Doctor Edward Simpson anyways he talked about how the handwriting was different in the notebook so when they found him there was an the notebook and it was all crazy there were tons of signatures in it it had the date uh written in it and 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 it was like this guy was like oh his his signature doesn't match oh and wait 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 you've got mail is the modern <laughs> the notebook um sorry go on i haven't seen it i could see that and i guess so okay just just to throw this out there too this is the these are the weirdest facts of the case the the chief medical examiner dr thomas nagachi i don't know if i'm saying his name right whatever he talked about how there were three gunshot wounds yeah in in uh robert kennedy yes most reports that number is different from what the official report was and this medical examiner said that there was a shot behind so basically here's the thing wade the whole the whole conspiracy is that like he got shot behind his right ear even though saran saran was walking towards him Mm. and so the the official story is that like he turned away and got shot behind his right ear right which is possible which is possible he's being led basically by all these people the chief medical examiner said that 
Okay, he got shot behind this right here. And because of the evidence and because of how much muzzle residue was all over his head, that this, that this, the gun, it would have, would have, to have been, been point blank. One inch to, th- to the, at the max, three inches away from, from his head. And so he'd basically have to come at him and then go behind him. No. And he was. No. If I come up to you with a gun, are you going to keep looking at me? Yeah, no, that's you're going to look, you're gonna look away. No, I agree with that. But most every single account, even the official account, proves that, that he was between one and three feet away, that the gun was one and three feet away from his head. And this medical examiner says this because of how much mes- muzzle residue was on his head. One inch, and he's like maybe three inches, but definitely one inch. At any rate, um, so what the story, w- the conspiracy is, is that one of the security guards pulled their gun up within the altercation and shot his gun, and 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 recently, well, I don't know, two thousand up to some some time more recent, they they examined the the audio of the because there's audio recordings of the event. Yeah. The cameras were rolling, but you, they didn't see it, but they could hear it. Yeah. And, and they came out and said that, like, there are at least 13 gunfires that happen, and he had a gun that only had eight bullets. And also, of course, in that same respect, there was another report that said, no, there's just eight. It's like, well, but I, I mean, that doesn't seem weird to me because... Security. He's, yeah, he's got security. Yeah, like, they, didn't gonna, they didn't shoot. Well, yeah, they did if there's 13. No, 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 but the, the security did not shoot at him. They just tackled him. They did not pull... The security did not... Did no not, shots fired by no, security. No shots fired. He didn't well, get shot. But now you're, you're contradicting your theory that the security guard shot him in the head. But the official, the official trial and the official everything, the official story is that nobody shot at him. They just tackled him. So the only gun fired was Saran Saran's. And and there's audio that they break it down and say, listen, there were 13 bullets shot, and also, but his gun only had eight. There are some like the the the, mm. the rate of fire in between them. It was like there was overlapping, and it was be inhumanely possible for that gun to shoot that fast. Mm. So there are. So I guess what I'm saying is that like, if you just look into it a little bit, there's so much weird fucking shit out there. And I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, was there reasons to kill Robert Kennedy? Yes, you know, being connected a to the to the to the Kennedy family, you know, like they Robert Kennedy in specific, in, in particular, like he was uh, in in 1957, he was like chief counsel for the for the uh, for the Senate dealing with rackets and racketeering. Yeah. And and he went against the the Teamster Union. He basically went up against the mob in 1957. So there's Here's the there's thing an about argument the for family. there's an argument for rub him out. The Kennedy family uh they dealt with mobsters and 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 the story behind the story is that I'm not saying that the mobsters killed JFK cuz I think that the the I think the FBI CIA did, but they had Big enemies in the mobs with the mobsters because basically well, they were crooked you, why, as fuck. Why, why do you? Why do you? Why would you? What about it? Why wouldn't you think that the that the mafia had something to do with it? Like why? Why would you say that it's the CIA rather than the mafia? The 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 CIA, the FBI, the Secret Service, the Navy Secret Service, the Army Secret Service, the the. All these secret factions, they don't work together. 
they're all against each other. They all use, sometimes they end up using some of the same people, you know, like Oswald, there is evidence that he got used by both the CIA and the FBI. I was wondering how long it would take until we brought up Oswald. Like, like he... But how does, but uh, why is it not the mafia? No, no, no. I, well, I, I mean, I think that the mafia could have been used, but, uh, 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 I... I think when it comes to this mind control stuff, it's specifically more secret than mafia. Okay. Well, I'll just tell you what actually happened. All right. Please. Um, they, 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 they spike his drink. What's his name? Saran Saran. Saran Saran, yeah. They spike his drink. He was drinking Tom Collins that night. He normally didn't drink. He normally didn't drink. He drank Tom Collins that night because it, it tasted uh, lemonade and more fruity, and it didn't taste like liquor. Go on. Okay, so they spike his drink. They spike his drink. This is um, this is the mafia. Okay. The mafia has ties all the way up. It's not hard to buy a security guy. Not at all. When it comes to assassins, it doesn't matter what you belong to. Go on. No, there's no assassins involved in my thing. They spike this guy's drink because he's a patsy. They're framing him. But I feel like framing him is an assassination. But go on. Well, he didn't do it. Go on. They let him... They, they, they spike his drink... They show him a hot chick. She says, come this way. I don't agree that she went out later and said, we killed Kennedy. I think that's dumb. I don't know that I agree with that either. Um, witnesses have said that. So it's she pulls him that. down there so okay. that he's in the same place. And then... Well, I don't know. Is it because they didn't have forensics? They didn't have like gunpowder on his hands or anything like that. So all no. they have is eyewitnesses saying yeah. that he shot a gun. Whatever, dude. If he would have shot a gun, he would have been dead. Like, why would you tackle a guy with a gun when you have a gun? So my thing is, they paid off the the mafia paid off security. Security. They shot him from behind. I don't know what the point of all these extra bullets are. Uh, maybe just to make it believable. Well, maybe they maybe they, they got a little switched too... out one of the bullets. There, there, there's evidence that a bullet was switched out in the in the evidence. That I mean, like that like this bullet, and I, I don't know enough about it, but this bullet doesn't have his blood on it. But it was it was the the bullet in evidence because it matched his gun. Because I guess the, the other only bullet... thing my theory doesn't account for is him, the gun store owners, and him buying the gun and stuff like that. And he was with he was with two other people. They didn't take the girl onto the stand, and then they make him a liar right away. So they take out that whole plot that Saran Saran came in two weeks earlier with two other people to buy the gun. All right, I'm going to add something else to this. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the most recent developments from February 11th, Sirhan Sirhan, again, this is an article from the Washington Post, once again denied parole. And um, it came out that a Kennedy confidant called for his release. Um, I'll just keep. I'll just take a couple excerpts of this. Uh, decades after invest investigation, Paul Schrade, S-C-H-R-A-D-E, has no I no doubt about the identity of the man who shot him in the head. He was one of the other people that was injured in the kitchen when it happened in uh, 1968. It was Sirhan Sirhan, the same gunman who did it. And yet, when Schrade came face to face with Sirhan for the first time in nearly 50 years at a parole hearing in San Diego on Wednesday, this is. February earlier this year, 2016, he argued that the notorious gunman wasn't Kennedy's killer. But the panel wasn't swayed, and Sirhan was denied parole for the 15th time. Uh, according to the Associated Press, which noted, commissioners concluded after more than three hours of intense testimony 
that Sirhan did not show adequate remorse or understand the enormity of his crime. Still, the AP reported Schrade forgave his shooter and said this, quote, I should have been here long ago, and that's why I feel guilty for not being here to help you and to help me. AP noted that Schrader's voice cracked with emotion during an hour of testimony on his efforts to untangle mysteries about the events of June 5th, 1968. He said he believes Sirhan shot him, but that a second un- unidentified shooter killed Kennedy. This is this is the dumbest fucking this is the dumbest fucking thing about our prison system is that like when you're up for parole you need to prove remorse that you have remorse that, like basically prison so was basically, invented to get you to feel bad for your crime so you can be released back into society not even that you don't need to feel bad for your crime you need to act like you feel bad for your crime so so he didn't get listen you know what whether let, let's let's say he did do it by himself let's say he let's say that he did do it okay if he, if he just felt bad about it, they would have let him out. We were in the dumbest fucking system in the world. Yeah. If I'm he, not sure that that's true. There's people they'll never let out. Like, man. No matter how much remorse they, no, I, I, they I, seem to. I agree, but, but like, I, I agree with that to the extent of there are people that, like, don't feel remorse. Like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. He deserved to die. And so those, I, I agree that, like, if you have agenda that you need to get out, but, like, you leave it up to a panel of people to prove that he has remorse for something. That's that's dumb within itself. It is. Oh, it's retarded. But it's come up with a better system. <laughs> Let's do an internet vote. You know, I Let's do, do an internet I did, vote. <laughs> here's here's what's weird. I just read today that they're they're not going to use private prisons yeah, anymore. Yeah. And but then I also heard three days ago Obama just guaranteed a private contractor like a billion dollar contract for prisons where so i don't know man <laughs> fucking a i don't what do you mean where like any particular state or no he's federal it's obama under just prison wide it's like prison, they, uh, you know these prison big fucking private prisons are fucking weird you hear about the arizona uh, state penitentiary that uh, he makes all the inmates wear pink no, but I don't think that's a private prison, is it? That guy's a isn't that guy like a sheriff of that town? I like, actually, I actually don't know shit. Oh, okay. Uh, so we got to wrap it up because I got to go. All right, then I I don't mean to be the moderator, but yeah. yeah. Do you think Sirhan Sirhan did it? I believe that he shot and that he was a patsy and that the 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 killing blow behind his right ear was one of the security uh, guys and that that. He did not kill him. Do you think he was hypnotized while he was doing his I believe that he was a Manchurian candidate. Okay. Wade? I think they drugged him and they set him up. So you don't think he was hypnotized in any way, shape, or form? I don't know at what point you would have started hypnotizing him. Like how you would have how you would have had access to him? Like what's the point yeah, of taking? I got, two that's what people? I was looking for too. Because the the Colorado yeah. shooting, this guy had been seeing people. Oh, please don't be ever on that fucking guy's side, because just real quick, real quick, this is a this is a political assassination. That guy shot up a random movie theater. Yeah. There's nothing to gain for anyone we'll by doing that. We'll get into that when we do that episode. All right, we'll do because that episode. it's all about the, the policy that changed because of the shooting. Because so, you're about, saying, so you're saying Patsy drunk. I think, H- there's, I think there's something to it. I don't think it's like what they say. 
but I don't. But I also don't know the real story because right. all we've talked about is the is the is the kind of conspiracy. There's probably theory. two or three people in the world who know the real story. No, but I mean, More than that. I mean, I mean, not More? the not the real story. I mean the official story, right? Because I don't I don't know anything about anything. What so do you think, Josh? Idiot. I genuinely, I genuinely think he was he was duped into doing it through some psychosis. Not psychosis through through uh through psychic. I, you believe the Manchurian Candidate thing? I really do. I don't I believe, believe the MK Ultra ever ended. No, I think it's still happening. All right, I we've think, done that episode. But yeah, I think he honestly was uh was duped into it. He was susceptible, and they used him for that reason. Yeah, I gotta say, I mean, I I don't I don't know anything about this story, but you kind of you you well, convinced me you that know there was something. About it. Yeah, you convinced me there's something weird about it. Um, plugs, you got anything? Your Twitter, any shows upcoming? It's gonna be a while. What's your but. life, baby? I got oh, guys. I got one hell of a life. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at joshchini.com. Spell it Spell out. It. Uh, it's not a dot com. It's on Twitter. J o s h c h e e e n as in Nancy. E e e. It's the phonetic spelling of my name. I always name. say Chini. Everybody says Cheney, and there was a an interview done with Dick Cheney years ago where they said how do you pronounce it and he said it's it's chini like like martini but everybody says it wrong so that's how you pronounce it i never knew that i've been pronouncing your name wrong yeah i thought we were friends we are friends <laughs> what's my middle name i was gonna i was gonna talk I about didn't it. ask you my middle name if, if you corrected him i was gonna talk about it but i was like because i was like i think it's chini but i but you didn't correct him it's like no it's chini all these years i've been calling you rindolf that sounds right. That sounds <laughs> right. Sounds right. Just slurred. Uh, nothing really to plug. Uh, there was going to be an art show coming up, but then I got canceled. Oh well. All right. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, Thank you guys for having me. This is fun. Oh great. Yeah. yeah you should. You awesome. should come back. You should come back because I feel like we're shortchanging you a little bit. All uh, right. Really bad movies on Instagram. Uh, Robotic oh, Alley on Twitter. I, I love that Instagram. It's so nice. ridiculous. I get to make stuff without making stuff. It's the, my favorite thing. It's the best. You're making things and you're not making anything. <laughs> you're making a Photoshop. It's perfect. You're almost like uh, when you pitch to a producer, you're letting the producer like fill all of, all right. of the blanks in, but the producer is the rest of the world. Yeah. yeah. Like people say, you should make these movies, and I'm like, it'll mm. never be better than this poster. Of course. It'll and, never be better, never be be better so than much, what's in your head. There would be so much work involved just... The work is the person that's watching it, the idea that they go, yeah. oh, okay, and then probably in the third act this would happen. It's like when you read a book, you can make up your own kind of how it how it looks in your own mind's eye. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, lick our clits. Yeah, and also tweet at us if you think... Oh, man, you always ruin my ending. Oh, I know, I know. Go tweet, ahead, Wade. Tweet if you think that he did it or if you didn't. If you think that he was a... a, a Mind control, uh, a patsy. A patsy. I already did the surprise new ending, and now it's fucking ruined. Get your life together, Willie. Willie, you blew it. Audio. Let's say uh, Seinfeld was on an island, and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would it, what would that be like? <laughs> it might go something like this. Oh, Mister Karloff. I loved you and Frankenstein, and I love giving you a blowjob. Why, Mr. Seinfeld, 
I'd love having you 